0: greetings, it's meeting time, and if you're caught up in the grip of an addictive lifestyle or you're emotionally askew, if you're sickened with obsessive and compulsive traits and you can't stop, if you're feeling helpless, hopeless, and lost, there's no coincidence that you found this meeting via these airways. We have the solution to your debilitating lifestyle. We have the blueprint that leads to recovery and healing. And this blueprint is found all throughout the pages of the Bible. There's 12 spiritual principles of transformation, and they're known as the 12 steps of recovery. And these steps take us on a spiritual journey out of the darkness of this demonic disease called addiction, into the light of healing by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior and implementing his teachings leading to this new way of life. And every Sunday, yours truly and guests are here, and we offer our testimony, our experience, our strength and support to those of you that are willing to travel with us on this spiritual journey of restoration. And speaking of support... Recovery literature confirms that the ultimate weapon against addiction is one addict helping another. As I've said before, we've been there. We've done that. And by attending 12-step recovery meetings, God puts people in our lives that have traveled this journey before us. And when we hear how they overcome problems worse than ours, perhaps— That gives us hope. And the openness and transparency we witness enables us to discover new ways to overcome our pain and our struggles. These people travel with you through your peaks and valleys on your personal journey. You need to pray for God to redirect your activities, the courage and willingness to surround yourself with men and women just like you, men and women that know what you're going through, We have a saying in recovery, meeting makers, make it. Yours truly meets with you today with over 27 years of recovery. And I've had multiple addictions, alcohol, gambling, drugs. Now, how did this happen? By following God's blueprint, implementing these principles in my life and attending recovery meetings where I witnessed God's teaching change the lives of men and women that were just as sick as me. Now, you need to know that what I share with you each Sunday, they're not my opinions. Anything that comes out of my mouth comes from the Bible and recovery literature. And then I share with you what I've read, what I've learned, applied, and experienced. So if you're ready for God to heal your wounded soul, why not join us on this journey toward healing and newfound strength? Not strength from within but strength found through the salvation of Jesus Christ, strength from the Holy Spirit directing us through these 12 principles that are designed to help us focus on what our powerful God offers us for this healing process. Now, last week, we revisited the first six steps of recovery. And if you're just joining us, fear not, we will review these steps in the future. You see, Applying these principles to our lives, they never end. And today we're going to introduce the seventh step of recovery, that we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. And this seventh principle is a vital part of our cleansing process. And as I've often stated, these 12 principles, they're all interwoven, but they must be applied in order. Step seven is the culmination of step four through six, In step four, we realize our sins, our flaws. We discover the root causes of our addiction by penning a fearless and moral inventory of our lives. And then in step five, we acknowledge this spiritual decay by admitting these discovered wrongs to God, to ourselves, and to another. That's called coming out of hiding. That's called confession. And then in step six, we travel deeper into the heart of the problem, recognizing the pathway out begins with a willingness to have God remove these spiritual malignant tumors from our inner being. Listen, if we're honest with ourselves, we realize we made a mess of our lives. We're unable to remove these sinful behaviors on our own, and we're totally incapable of reversing this downward spiral of doom and gloom. Now, as I just said, God will put people in your life to support you. However, there's no human effort that can remove these sins, these defects rooted in our hearts. Only God can cleanse our heart from sin. Only God can destroy Satan's weapons that he uses to keep us in his control. Weapons such as denial, pride, self-centeredness, isolation. The two big ones, obsession and compulsion and so on and so on. And how does this transformation take place? The answer's in this step. We must confess and then ask for forgiveness for our sins. John teaches if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful. He's just to forgive our sins and he cleanses us from all wickedness. And if our confession doesn't include a repentant heart, if we're not asking for forgiveness, if we're not willing to have our shortcomings removed, there's not much reason to confess. But if you, you listening, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, there's a saying in recovery, God could and would if he were sought. Look, no matter how hopeless and dark your lives may be or how dark your future seems, Our loving God will restore our hope. He leads us towards this recovery and healing. We have to remember, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. He loves you. He loves me. And then he told Jeremiah way back in the Old Testament a message for you and me. Ask me and I will tell you secrets you don't know about things to come. Look, as we trust God, With our failures, he's faithful to comfort, forgive, and guide us. Our part is to call on God with a remorseful and repentant heart for the offenses we committed against God and to those our lives have touched. Peter teaches, repent of your sins, turn to God so your sins may be washed away. And he also teaches that the only access to God is through his son Jesus Christ. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. It's only through the sacrifice of Jesus that we can receive what no one else can give, and that's a pure heart. Only through the sacrifice of Jesus being crucified on the cross as a substitute for your sin and my sin, it's only by the blood of Jesus that our sins, past, present, and future, are covered. Now, a major component to this principle is the word humbly. We humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. So are we really calling out to God with humility, with a repentant heart? Are we giving God lip service? Are we still trying to clean this mess ourselves? Let me tell you, God knows your heart. He knows if you're ready for a spiritual heart transplant. And let me forewarn you with this as well. Without God, without true repentance, you'll experience humiliation before you find the true meaning of humility. I know that through experience. Matthew warns us, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. For me personally, after years of degradation and humiliation, I applied this seventh principle on my knees with tears in my eyes. I cried out to God with a repentant heart, Lord, I hate what I've become. I'm dying on the inside. I can't change, but I know you can, and you want to change me. Please change me as I offer my sins to you and ask for forgiveness for the trespasses against you and mankind. And God restored my joy of salvation. My humiliation turned to humility. And that's the key word in this step, humility. And for this miracle to transpire, we must repent of all of our sins that we committed while in active addiction. Like David, we must confess one sin, one shortcoming, and one defect at a time. This is the time to talk to God in a very personal way with a humble and repentant heart. We hold nothing back. And when we do, God promises to come into our mess and lead us out. He teaches that in Isaiah. I will restore the crushed spirit of the humble. I will revive the courage of those with a repentant heart. I have seen what they do, but I will heal, lead, and comfort those that mourn. Listen, that's what we receive when we apply this seventh step to our life. God knows what we've done, but he'll heal us anyway if we ask Christ to be our Savior and to forgive us. Jesus proclaims, I'm the door. If anyone enters, they shall be saved. So, are you ready to move from the cold, dark cells of addiction into the doorway of forgiveness and freedom through Jesus Christ? Why not get on your knees? Talk to God in a very personal way. Confess, seek forgiveness, and ask Christ to come into your life. Amen. For the next two weeks, a special guest will be with us celebrating Christmas, the birth of a little baby lying in a manger called our Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss this. You'll be blessed.